from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey there, friends. Ooh, hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again for another amazing episode yes. of Ridiculous Romance. This time we are ridiculous in romance. Ridiculous road mance. Road, road mance. trip. Road ridiculous romance. Road ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll let the audience road, vote on that one. <laughs> road dig. Yeah, y'all tell us. <laughs> road. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Road tripulous romance. <gasps> road tripulous. Uh, I, th- I think we just changed the show to that. Well, that's what we're going to do how from much, now on. How much do y'all enjoy sitting here listening to us talk about our road trips? <laughs> Let me tell you about every taco I ate for the last <laughs> month. <laughs> well, uh, just in case you missed the last episode, uh, yeah. just to let y'all know what's going on, we we decided to bring y'all a couple episodes about our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hadn't heard, we're, we're dealing with kind of a difficult time right now okay. at home. Uh, we had to say goodbye to our beloved dog and our producer Hobbs. Hobbs. Yes. It's just the best, fluffiest, sweetest boy you ever would meet. The best. Um and we had to he left us pretty suddenly uh shortly before we went out of town and you know we 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 talked in the last episode already about dealing with that but where it led us is to Taking a little break from the research for a second while we sort of get our heads back in the game, get back on our feet. And (laughs) we decided we would bring y'all on our journey uh, that we shared with Cherry and Jason Mm -hmm. out west. 
Yeah. It's been super fun uh, having all four of us together. Uh, we think is always a pretty <laughs> hilarious time. A uh, uh, lot of goofy banter. Jason and Cherry each such characters True. of their own. And we love spending time with them. And I hope you all do, too. Yes. So, yeah. And we were I think we were trying to do it in one episode. Originally, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> We do be going off on tangents. We do be going off on tangents. <laughs> so. uh, <laughs> I guarantee that what you're hearing in these episodes is a fraction of what we actually recorded Definitely. because, oh man. But probably a really good look into what it would be like to travel with all four yeah. of us. <laughs> so you've been warned. We tried to do one thing and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> so last episode, we talked about Las Vegas, yeah. Sin City, and all the uh, insane times we had there. Uh, just Basically, four straight days of stuffing our faces. Yes. I think it's more or less what <laughs> happened. Much. That was the main thing. <laughs> and living in utter opulence that mm. we don't we don't deserve. We're just we're just regular hey, folk like you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> I know, but now we can't go back. No, Feel I know fancy. it's tough. But we did have to go back because next we traveled to Los Angeles. Nobody cared about our diamond status. We were just regular <laughs> old like, tourists. Sorry, you make your own way here. <laughs> Ain't no concierge right. for L.A. <laughs> so we went to L.A. and for about four straight days, we stuffed our faces. That's pretty much, yeah, it was a big part of the trip. <laughs> Where and what are we eating? So I do hope y'all enjoy this. Uh, we had a good time. We had a good time talking about it. I don't know. It, sometimes it's fun to listen to people's vacations. Sometimes Some people hate it. Terrible. I don't know. Who knows? I always love it. I, you know what? Like for social media, I'm like, I don't like your trip photos. I don't like your meal photos. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't want to see people enjoying this Their world. Life. Yeah, that's true. I do. That's true. Instead of like, hey, I want to see, I want to see people post their hot takes. Yeah. I'm sick of this happy life stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, you know what? In the, like. Late 2000, like 2008, 2012 in there, everyone got angry about people posting their food pics. Yeah. And I'm like, is this what you wanted? I, you this? want people posting politics? You want people Please. to say, say something divisive, for God's oh, sake. Oh, God, give me your mundane daily activities. I would rather read, went to CVS today, kind of a long line. Then <laughs> let me tell you something about the Fed. You know, the line was longer than the receipt. And it'd be like <laughs> 800 laugh reacts. Hey, that's great CBS content. That's solid stuff. <laughs> I'll be starting my CBS world tour <laughs> any day now. Well, that's what you're about to get right here as we talk about our trip to Los Angeles with Terry and Jason. Yes, which we find historic, at least <laughs> for our personal <laughs> yeah, lives. exactly. But don't worry, we'll be back to the history soon. Yeah. And get into our scary stories for spooky season oh, so and exciting. everything. So, yeah, enjoy these this little break from the norm. Yeah, let's dive in. Yeah. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. So, Cherry and Jason, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. To talk more about all the time we just spent together uh, very recently. Very we just, recently. 
<laughs> go back through it all again. Mm-hmm. So it's like it never stopped. Uh-huh. Keep the party going. Avoid reality a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, when last we left off, I guess we had just drove away from Vegas. We just drove away. We, we packed up the car and Aww. checked out of the Bellagio. Aww. Goodbye, Bellagio. We'll miss your, your opulent. Yeah. So it was about to be less of an opulent trip, I guess you could say. It was disorienting. <laughs> right. Sure. None of us were diamond members in Los Angeles. <sighs> There's no rewards program in Hollywood. Now, I'll say Diana and I love a road trip. We'll yes. drive clearly across the country in either direction. We've done it a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it's been great. I'm so glad that Diana puts up with it because I, I love to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was saying I was really glad that she's not someone who, you know, says that that's insane. I would never sit in a car for that long. <laughs> you guys, however... Uh, right. think that's you're normal, so you think that's insane, and you would never sit in a car that long. Right? <laughs> well, I will say if Skynet is develop <laughs> is developing a robot okay. that only drives, if Skynet is developing a robot that only drives, they should use you as a as an. <laughs> I think that's right. a good they idea. Should use your engram, my goodness, to plug it into the robot. Don't even make any modifications. Just be like, all right, robot, get to driving. Right? That's that's that fair. Would actually like, work you're out. tolerant. I mean, your tolerance for driving. Yeah, you really enjoy it. Like I've, I've driven cross country. Like I've been on a family road trips where we've gone from like San Francisco to Georgia. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been through oh, that. Mm-hmm. You're like never again. That's a good one. And I, I you no, know, it was cool. It was interesting. You know, driving through the desert for the first yeah. time is just like whoa, insane. But it's like I, I don't think it's something I would choose to do. <laughs> right. I had the option to fly, which we did for this yes. trip. So. Right. <laughs> yes. But um the drive from Vegas to LA, oh, however, yeah. oh my gosh, it was a gorgeous. Blink of an eye. So, Only yeah, four and, hours. A mere four hour drive. A mere four hour drive. Four hours, yes, but you know, I was like insisting we stop <laughs> in the middle That's right. to, to break it up yeah. a little bit. And that was, so it wasn't a bad drive at all. Yeah, we stopped at some place called um, what was it? Susie Q's. Pet Peggy Sue's. Yeah, Peggy okay. Sue's fifties diner. diner. Yeah, they had first thing they had Betty Boop, a big Betty Boop stand, Betty like Boop, a yeah. six foot Betty yeah. Boop, huge Betty Boop. <laughs> and the, uh, they also had Blues <laughs> Brothers statues, right? Yeah, a big, big, big life size Blues Brothers statue. Yeah, and the Blues Brothers for those that need you know to go to their mind palace <laughs> to envision it. Their mind um, palace. Their Blues Brothers are seven feet tall, would you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess they're bigger that. than life size. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both in the main dining uh-huh. area and they're both, they both have their arms mid-dance. and legs mid dance, yeah. just flinging their arms ecstatically. Like high flying in the A lot air. Of yeah. Very action, yeah. an action movement yeah. piece, sculpture, yes. sort of. <laughs> and I regret to inform you that facially they did not resemble. Well, I mean, the spirit of the Blues right. Brothers. They you know? yeah. capture the idea. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. It was face. just legal enough of a statue of the Blues Brothers. You know what? It's like a. It's like you told an AI oh. artist art program to yeah. generate the Blues Brothers and then print three D printed it yeah. at seven feet. <laughs> um, I what I thought was interesting in there were those little statues. Um, and remember, this is an explicit rated podcast. So right. yeah, those it was Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, they were many, you know, they were like six inches tall or something, mini figurines in a glass case. And it'd be like Cinderella 
with her skirt like split open and oh, under yeah. the skirt was like a little even more miniature diorama the, of the carriage yes. and, the, and the horses pulling it. Right, or Snow like, White's yeah. was like the cottage or yeah, something? Yeah, Snow White with her skirt hiked up and underneath was like the cottage oh, the of the dwarves. dwarves. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I was like, are you trying to say that my vagina is a cottage full of dwarves? Like, what you, <laughs> I mean, what it's been this? said. But... Wow, who said that <laughs> about me? Oh gosh. <laughs> it was very strange. Ariel too. Ariel like yes. right, she fins split, split wide open which with like an under her. the sea. <laughs> I think that fins would kill her though. It was very strange. Well, Not correct. I will say though, okay, you say hiked up the skirt, so you're kind of making it sound like mm-hmm. she's like bent like, over look or at something. This. Take a look. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look. It, they're more standing. They're parted they're like a curtain. Holding it up. They're parted like a curtain. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's hiked up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hiked up to me is more. Okay. Well, <laughs> hiked up to me is no. like take a look. You know. We it often felt that's like what they're look. doing. That they're like spreading it like a curtain to to let well, you take a look. <laughs> whole world she's built under her skirt. <laughs> I did love. There was a ton of uh, Lucy and Desi. Oh yeah, paraphernalia there. I wanted to load up on. Oh but. yeah, we've done a couple of. And uh, Marilyn Monroe was Marilyn painted Monroe. on the bathroom wall oh, right over there. Yeah. That's right, right where she. I'm sure she would love oh, to be God. there. And she would sing "Best Wishes" or something. Like that. <laughs> Best wishes on your pee. Find Marilyn. Uh, I think that in the women's bathroom there was like a statue of a cowboy like leaning over oh, and yeah. he had his like oh, yeah. hand on the wall and a lot of women th- like with his back turned to the door like he was peeing in a urinal, a urinal. and all, the women came in and were like oh, like <laughs> I really thought there was a guy in there I was like I don't know if you should have this statue in here it's a little <laughs> I, I mean it's kind of a lot I stopped in my tracks I did yeah. too yeah. I was like it's like I'm not safe <laughs> I was like this is not I'm, did I walk into the wrong bathroom yeah. or what's going on like what is wrong with this bathroom i, I just have understand. to be yeah why is, why is the bathroom <laughs> such a weird place <laughs> i think the bathroom should just leave them out of it you know what i mean just let, let the bathrooms be normal no theme. And yes no no nobody's standing in there no mannequins no no mannequins, no mannequins no totally i agree but we had burgers and shakes at peggy sue's delish uh we hit the road again and we made our way into Los Angeles. Ended up staying in Hollywood, like right in Hollywood in the Vinyl District. Yeah. It was like a, a lot of recording studios yeah. there and like a lot of history of music history going on. So that was really cool. Super awesome. It was a really dope Great. neighborhood, actually. We stayed at an Airbnb uh-huh. this time uh-huh. instead of a hotel. A lot different than the Bellagio. <sighs> <laughs> sure. Um, talk to the system. We were like in plush King size beds, <laughs> what, what and I'm, all of it. I'm like, you know, chilly at night. I love to have a cold room yeah. to like bundle yeah. up in my blankets, but now I'm like, God, I'm sleeping with like my shirt off, with the blanket <laughs> just kicked down to my feet. It was like, God, what is happening? Where now, did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? You have to ask though, if I was listening to a podcast and I was commuting somewhere right now. Uh-huh. I had to listen to someone else complain <laughs> that their, their Airbnb room was a little too high. No. Uh, look, I might, wish. I might be like Spotify. <laughs> Find me. End podcast. Look, all I'm saying, <laughs> I think yeah. everybody needs to learn that. Exactly. Money you know, changes you. <laughs> money changes you. Status changes you. Status changes you. Don't, don't. Don't try nice things or you'll never be happy again. Unless you can afford them forever. 
lesson to be learned here. That's the lesson. <laughs> we did eat gruel the remainder of morning, noon, and night, porridge yeah. and gruel. Exactly. Can you Uber eat some gruel for like $70? Yeah, but a little robot shows up with it. Uh-huh. We saw all over, mm-hmm. all over oh LA, all over LA, we saw delivery robots rolling around, little R2-D2s bringing yeah. food to people's houses. And they had different names. We saw yeah. like Ashley and Isaiah and Leon. Leon yeah. But they were also seemed confused. Like yeah, they, they would stop to, in the middle yeah. of the sidewalk and just kind of I, just like be thinking for a minute. If you're in L.A. and you're waiting on your delivery food robot to show up. It is at a stoplight somewhere just, just waiting. Has no cross. idea what to do. <laughs> it felt like a little child. Yes. Was I wanted to give own. it directions. Like, I was... I was concerned for it. You like, I was you watching it and like, oh no, don't look. There's a little bump there. Please. Oh, you know, like, sir, please move out of the robot's way. Ew, it's, it's trying to like, you know, think, I'm sorry. Oh, you know, it was like watching out. It was really weird. Where's your mommy bot? Do you know? Oh, mommy bot. I really wanted to follow it and make sure it got to where it was going safely. It was weird. It is weird. They felt very shy too, because I kept like trying to film them moving. And as soon as I put my <laughs> camera on it, they would just stop i want to know if they actually work because we did look it up like we're like are they effective are they yeah. getting where they need to go are people getting their food uh, and everything and couldn't really find anything they were just a lot of like headlines about how they were rolling out the program and stuff so if anyone lives in california and has <laughs> yeah. has in fact accepted a delivery from a robot i would love to hear <laughs> how it went yes so yeah, we got to LA, <laughs> and <laughs> that's all the time job. we have. Uh, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, yeah, I think we. You're right. We got there late, so we like went out. We had a couple drinks. We went back and crashed. Yeah. And the next day, we kind of like started our LA experience. Uh huh. With Grant Place Market, um, because I know Cherry has got the restaurant Egg Slut on her list. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also you know it's a big food mm-hmm. uh food hall yeah yes. but it's like historically the original uh marketplace for downtown la but now it turned into a lovely food hall with lots of amazing food options yeah. we ate we ate at egg slut obviously and then we tried more and more food like like we can't leave with i know yeah. i was like i want to eat like more. tiny portions of everything right yes. <laughs> is that possible even though you were just shitting all over buffets i know i sure was <laughs> i sure was but it's different it's different <laughs> it's Somehow, different when i pay for each individual dish listen <laughs> they try harder they try harder that's fair that's fair <laughs> But one one thing I did like about that food hall was that they also had um, a Filipino uh, mm-hmm. spot. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember what it was called? Um, sorry, sorry oh, store. Yeah. Filipino food is huge on the West Coast because right. there's a huge population of yes. Filipinos over there. Yeah, it's a little closer to the Philippines uh-huh. than it is Atlanta. True. So, um, definitely trying some Filipino food um, was on the list of things to do, like high up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did it measure up yeah, to you your mother's cooking? I know, your mom's cooking. Oh, oh any restaurant has to measure up to your mom's cooking. <laughs> well, if you talk to any Filipino person, like nobody cooks as good as their mom. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, of course. Like that's just a given. Mm-hmm. So, mom, if you're listening, it was not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is better. Love you. Yeah, that's what's funny is when I, when I first started talking to Cherry's family, you know, I'd be like, oh, there's some Filipino spots up here. We got to get you guys up there <laughs> to try them. 
Yeah. You're in Atlanta. And they were like, no, mm. not no interested. Like, it's not gonna be, like, like no. No. <laughs> no. It's not going to be as good as what we make here. I mean, oh, no. like, y'all really want to try it? Right. Like, I was like, okay, okay, my bad. That's crazy. I want to, I do want to say about the Sorry Sorry store mm-hmm. in LA, the hollow hollow that I had there was the best hollow hollow i've ever had what is hollow 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 is a shaved ice dessert Mm. in the philippines and it's just a bunch of little sweet ingredients you can add to it and it's the sky's the limit is what you can add in there but usually there's like some kind of sweetened bean Mm. or um flan Lawns mm-hmm. very traditional to put in there. Ube, ube something. Mm-hmm. Right. Ube. Ube ice. Love it. Some kind of coconut element. Those are like traditional. And then like, you know, a little crispy kind of fried rice kind of crunchy thing. Delicious. Mm. For the texture. Yeah. So it's all, you know, the journey is like sweetness and textures, like the, with the, the flan and the crunchies and the ice. It's a whole thing. And you're just supposed to mix it all up and eat it as one mm. dessert. I love it. I'm into but it. But like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what was in it but it was definitely the best yeah. that i've ever well if sorry sorry sends us a free care package for this <laughs> hollow, hollow. for this free promo i know i mean <laughs> we sent your hollow hollow in the mail <laughs> and we're not envelope. sorry sorry <laughs> oh. soupy soupy now what if soupy, a soupy. little robot rolls up to the studio <laughs> Romance Studios. <laughs> Ridiculous Art Romance Studios. studios. Yeah, yeah. Our house. <laughs> <laughs> our our home. <laughs> I would definitely I'm eat okay it. We got it. to try a little piece of the Hollow Hollow, didn't we? Uh, I didn't. You did. Okay, I, was, I tried. I was I avoiding was sugar good. at the time, which I do oh, sometimes. <laughs> I was I was seeking out sugar. Yes. I was actively looking <laughs> for yeah. sugar experiences. Um, and yeah, it was really good. I'd never had Hollow Hollow, so I'm nothing to compare it to, but it was very tasty. Right. I liked it a lot. We should try more so you can compare. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, mm, I started high. I started on a very high bar. Right. It's like going to the Bellagio yeah. and then go to an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. Oh. I had the good life. Well, anyway, Grand Central Market, great times, great food. And this is a great spot for a break. We will be right back. All right. Welcome back to the show. Since we were downtown, we went to Last Bookstore, which is also Ah. um, one of the coolest places in L.A. I've ever been. I love an old bookstore anyway, but this one's so cool. It's in like an old bank. I don't know. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love a bookstore. So as soon as I walked in, I was like, ah, my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) I get really kind of, I get kind of disoriented in bookstores. Like when I see a shelf full of books, my Mm -hmm. my brain just scrambles all the letters together and it's hard to like single things out. So I have a hard time just like randomly browsing Mm -hmm. bookstores. I kind of have to know what I'm going for. Uh, But Uh this place has so much design to it. There's so yeah. much crazy crap on the walls and the bookshelves yeah. are all wonky and weird. And there's Maybe like like tunnels of books. Yeah, cool book stuff. tunnels. Ah. So, oh, so cool. That is something though I do like about a bookstore, especially this one because they have a lot of used books. So you would pick yeah. a book up and be like, I'm kind of interested. Oh, it's only $3. I'm going to get it. Sure. <laughs> you know, at, at last bookstore, I get to judge books by their cover. 
very oh. literally and say, oh, I like that. Hey. That, that The title's cool. The, the cover's cool. The description's oh. interesting. I'll buy it. It's only five bucks. So I bought like three wow. or four books. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, found some, y'all found some cool stuff in there, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to uh, bring around the, the book cover thing. Uh, book covers are important. They are. There you go. They are. You've Design. designed a book cover. Uh, You've designed covers. some book covers. I've s- designed several book covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They they are important, mm-hmm. so we can judge them. Okay, I judge um, by cover. Sometimes you want to tell us there, a few of your book covers that uh, we can go we can go find. There is a trilogy that I did for Stan Heaton the Third. Yes, yeah, another uh, um, re- an actual friend of the show. Yeah, this other side tales. Yes, other side tales. He'd already written them, and I just did a redesign. Oh. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was a really fun project. Also, there's a Southern stories, old Southern stories from Tim Westover. It's an anthology of spooky, strange stories from the South. Oh, the old Ooh. weird South. The old weird yes, South. Old weird South. But yeah, the at the last bookstore, there's a huge art section right in the front, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a place where I got lost. And I was like, uh, oh, should I really bring like? five or six books home <laughs> the, the art section was amazing and it's just so what a beautiful environment it was mm-hmm. i think i would like Hold to up. hang out there it's one of the oh type of a yes. bookstore that you just want to just be at yeah so yeah our plan that night was to go to universal studios mm-hmm. for halloween horror nights so we yes. get some spooky season action into our mm-hmm. october yeah cherry um, had done yeah. a bunch of research on this cherry's cherry i would consider you a, a halloween queen I definitely love Halloween. I love horror movies. Uh-huh. I love anything spooky, scary, gory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was a big. This was a big thing on the yep. list. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we 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 went to dinner and we figured at dinner we'll, we'll our grab tickets. our tickets. We'll go out mm-hmm. there. Universal Studios. We'll just pop in. Easy. It's fine. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So we're enjoying some delicious dumplings and delicious. pull up our phones to purchase these uh-huh. Halloween Horror Nights tickets, uh-huh. and they are sold out. What? Sold out. Heartbroken. I know. Uh, that was a really big bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no Wolfman, no Mummy, no Frankenstein's Monster. No, I was really sad about missing out on the killer clowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's so colorful and just insane and, and fun. Such a fun movie. I, I was looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are a lot of streets in L.A. at night where you can walk down and get a similar scary experience. Exactly like the clowns. (laughs) For free. Instead, yeah, we were like found a really cool bar nearby called Scum and Villainy Cantina. And it was like a Star Wars themed bar. Yeah. But it was really cool. They they did a lot. They they were very thoughtful uh, about the details of the design of this place. Right. I thought. Yeah. No. It's yeah. pretty much designed just after Mos Eisley. Mm-hmm. Um, it was generally a nerd themed bar. Like they had drinks right. they based had on themes. all kinds of properties. Uh, it, the menu. There's like a projected menu on the wall that was sort of like Mass oh. Effect. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they had totally. like Game of Thrones drinks, mm-hmm. and it was Halloween, so they had a specialty drinks. Three Hocus specialty Pocus. drinks after the Hocus Pocus Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Which yeah. really good. So it was, it was super fun. We ended up spending a lot of time there. I think we spent most of our night there. Yeah, most of our money. Yeah, yeah really enjoyed the time there for sure. Yeah. Like, bummed that we didn't get to go to the Horror Nights, mm-hmm. but right. this was a, a good consolation. Right. It's true. It felt like a theme park restaurant kind of yeah. oh, feeling. So, the, yeah. you know, it was, it was so impressed. Yeah. You were like, 
hey, take a picture of Yoda because Yoda was like on baby, the bar. Baby Yoda. Yeah, baby Yoda. Right? Well, you were like, take a picture of Yoda. And I was like, well, he's facing the wrong way because like I would have had to walk around the bar and get in front of him. <laughs> yeah. What a sacrifice like, well, to walk, walk around the bar. Around there. Well, here's Messed what I'm up. saying. I got Tough the stuff. If you guys, <laughs> I did it myself. <laughs> if, the, if the people from Scum and Villainy are listening, turn <laughs> You need two Yodas. One facing one way. Yeah, one back facing back to back Yoda. Yoda back I mean, to back with baby Yoda. They're crossed arms. They're leaning back to back. Yeah. They look oh, super cool. Cute. It's like a Where's sister sister, yeah. but for Yodas. Sure. I have one one gripe. Uh-oh. And this okay. goes back to earlier in the episode, hours and hours ago, I mentioned themed bathrooms. Uh-huh. Because we were talking about right. um what were we Peggy Oh Peggy Sue's, Sue's diner. And there was too much theming going on there with Marilyn Monroe and the guy peeing and all this stuff. Well, we went to the bathrooms at True. Scum and Villainy and they were just right. I, I was looking forward to like. No theme. There was going to be, you know, Greedo was going to be back there peeing right. on the wall. Peeing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like. We're um, used to things peeing on the wall in bathrooms now at this point. We're like expecting that. <laughs> or like Max Rebo. Is like <gasps> occupied, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so yeah, we got drunk. <laughs> we got drunk, a little drunk. drunk. We went home. We went to bed. We got up the next day, and we had another great plan to go <laughs> to a museum called the Eames Foundation. Yes, which is another good find yes. of cherries. And we're gonna have yes. to do the Eameses at some point on this episode they on this show couple. because they are a couple who yes. basically they created iconic mid-century modern furniture. Yeah, um, and they were also architects and uh, they uh-huh. filmmakers and they did all kinds of cool stuff. So we'll definitely have to Very do, cool. yeah, their story on here sometime. Yeah, they're amazing. They're pretty legendary mm-hmm. in the design world. Yeah. So yeah, this was a cool find of cherries, and I know that like Eli and I were like, I had never heard of this place yeah. or this couple i would never have chosen to do it but i'm so excited to go because that's why Aww. it's so cool to have friends with you that have different interests and they know different things so we're like fuck yeah there was a tour at 2 30 <laughs> we're gonna go i think is it not their house in their office uh it was the their house in their office so you yeah. can see like their architecture style and everything like that oh yes just where they live where they work where they pumped out all those amazing designs mm-hmm. it was oh i'm just gonna geek out so hard yeah yeah <laughs> But, but. <laughs> but here we go again. We were eating a delicious meal, having breakfast at Hugo's. Uh-huh. Amazing breakfast. And we pull up our phones <laughs> to reserve our seats at this tour. And it's sold out. And it's the last wow. tour. And they're only open like random days and random hours of those days. Yeah. So that was another like big thing we really wanted to do in LA that we yeah. did not get to do. Well, we didn't do that, so we decided, you know what, then it's beach day. Yeah. And we decided to go down to Venice Beach, mm-hmm. parked our car, walked around the Venice Beach canals. Lovely, yeah. mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, like, Picked out all oh. the homes that we're one day gonna live one day in. By. Multi-million dollar canal side homes. Unbelievably uh, yeah. cool. And lots of different styles too. I don't know. We like architecture a lot, so we're always looking at at the the way the buildings, you know, how what the houses look like and the buildings, the skyscrapers and everything, historic buildings. Jason had a bird following him for a while. Oh, really? I don't know if you remember uh, that. Yeah, you had a bird friend? It just flew well, from boat to boat as we 
Oh, locked. Oh, that's a mysterious right. figure, really, more than anything. <laughs> Friend or foe, nobody knows. <laughs> but the bird's plans were for us. us. Yeah, no it seemed benevolent, you know. Like, I like a bird. I, sure. I enjoy seeing a, a bird from time to time. <laughs> I like seeing a bird from time I like, to time. I like a bird from time to time. <laughs> I mean, just like my relationship to the bird world is very, like, you know, <laughs> like I'm aware of it, but I don't really, there's not a lot of overlap, right. you know. Wow. You'd be an unlikely pairing, you and a bird. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like Jerry, if, if I brought home a bird, you would be very surprised. I'd be very surprised. Okay. Yeah. Like you're a parakeet. You'd be confused. Mm. You know. But you're not to the bird world. <laughs> but you're not like our friend Rob, who hates birds and doesn't want them anywhere near him. Right. Oh no, of course yeah. not. Of course not. You've got it. Every bird is case by case. Case by case birds. Oh. The Jason Mallory story. Yeah, each bird onto itself. Uh-huh. Wasn't that Flannery O'Connor? Particular, you know, the, <laughs> Flannery O'Connor. Well, Flannery O'Connor's from my hometown. Oh, oh yeah, well. That's right. That's why um, I have the same you know. writing style. Yeah. <laughs> the same relationship to the bird oh, world. Her whole thing was peacocks. She had a peacock farm. Oh, okay. Oh. Peacocks were like her whole deal. Mm. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that was a bird relationship. Is... Oh, she, her and the Flannery O'Connor in the bird world are like, like peas in a pot. Like, I imagine her heaven is like just like her <laughs> what dreams may come heaven. It's just bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I've got Flannery O'Connor and Robert Lowell, a love story right oh, here. So it's okay. coming soon. And, and all right. Uh, I don't know if totally it's, I don't know if it's ridiculous, but we'll we'll make it ridiculous. We'll find we'll a way. It. <laughs> look into it. <laughs> but we left the birds behind. We did. And... We rented bikes. Rode him around very GTA. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason and I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto V, which right. is based in a fictional city that feels pretty much identically to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We felt like we'd stepped uh-huh. into the game. That's right. I will say my bike was very like it was kind of fighting me. So we got we've we biked for a very long time. And then the plan was to go back. We were gonna get on, we were gonna ditch these bikes yeah. and we were gonna get the lift bikes. Right lift bikes everywhere yeah and so we walked over the lift bikes like no big deal we'll just we'll just get some bikes and like every single lift bike was like no reserved, reserved. Can't sold out once again all right i know we were getting <laughs> we were really <laughs> underestimated how busy la is and full of people so yes the beach was awesome way too cold to get in the water i think that might always be true of la but one day I'll stick my toes in there like a brave girl. <laughs> Aww. I know. On our drive home, we stopped at Tito's Tacos. Mm-hmm. We had amazing, like, you know. Crispy tacos. Crispy tacos. Big, really tasty. Uh, yes, for the cold cheese. Cold cheese. Cold cheese. But crispy tortillas. It was supposed to be cold. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It wasn't it just like, why cold. is this cheese cold? It was no. like, that's its whole thing. It was cold that's cheese. Nice yeah. cold cheese. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And then we went out bar hopping yes. that evening. And went to several really cool places. Like, I, my favorite was the first place we went, which was yeah. like this speakeasy that mm-hmm. was behind a pizza place. It was called Sunset and Vinyl. Um, but it was so cool. I loved that place. I would love to go back there. Yeah, definitely. Same. Uh, and you could actually thumb through the records. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could you make a little special request and like put it aside and put it on the little right. frame? Yeah. Next turntables. I thought that was super yeah, cool. Yeah, like yeah. a little inbox. You could just drop a record yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That was really cool. And the music was cool, too. It was like a lot of deep cuts, yeah. I felt. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. the oldies disco 70s stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah rise of Gru soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> very deep cut from the 70s here's here's the irony of that is the 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 rise of Gru soundtrack probably would have worked there oh yeah because they did have a bunch of 70s songs on there oh. so you could have put it on and then have everybody be like everybody be like Oh shit! Like this is good. Like, what is I love this playlist, and you're like, "Oh, really?" Because it's the rise of Gru. Yes, what? Okay. You played yourself. You're enjoying the Minions' rise of Gru. Okay, <laughs> LA hipster. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, after Jason played Rise of Gru, they kicked us out, so we had to go to a different bar. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Not in my house. This is LA." <laughs> you know what's funny too is if we had put on a Cheryl Crow vinyl, it probably wouldn't have been real well received. No, no. I wouldn't. No. I don't. I would be embarrassed. <laughs> what? I'm going to. I'm going to assume that in that big stack of records this guy had out for people to pick from, Cheryl Crow probably wasn't in there. No, that's true. It was she like should've. a curated selection of, yeah. of records no. for you to pick yeah. from. Yeah, this wasn't YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like, don't put on some bullshit. It was a small collection of, you can tell, very, you know, cared for. Uh, and... Sir, can you play two princes seven <laughs> times in a row? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> I would not allow it. So we're drunk. We go back to the Airbnb. We're hungry. We we Uber, we Uber eats Jack in the Box. Oh my god! Did we spent like seventy five dollars on Jack. Yeah, way too much, and it was the best meal of the entire trip. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm so drunk that these chicken nuggets, nothing can compare. <laughs> they good chicken nuggets. Yeah. I was surprised. They were very. And good. a little robot did not deliver them. No, no. a human person. I really them. that would have been amazing though. If yeah, it would have been door. three hours later. <laughs> True. He got lost at the gate, uh-huh. <laughs> the gated driveway. Well, then the next day we had to get another amazing breakfast. So we went to Egg Tuck and got these like breakfast sandwiches. And then we also went to Trejo, Danny Trejo's uh, coffee and donuts right. restaurant and yep. got some donuts at coffee. But what was funny about both these places is that neither of them let you sit inside to eat. Right. So we just had to, we all had like giant piles of food in our hands and nowhere <laughs> to eat it. And we were like, okay. So we just went back to the Airbnb. We ate there. And I think Jason was not feeling well that day. Yeah. Like while, you know, while we were getting the Danny Trejo stuff, I just was like dizzy. I was like, my sinus my sinuses hurt. I've got ear, some kind of infection. I don't know. My ears were throbbing. Mm-hmm. And then I get on Twitter and the first tweet I see is this guy go, if you have sudden sinus stuff, guess what? You've got COVID. Oh, no. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, I guess we'll see. But then I cleared out really quickly. So I was just like, I don't think I have COVID. That's mm-hmm. good. But you took a rest while we went to the LACMA Museum, the LA County Museum of Art. That was a really cool museum. That was so cool. And we only oh, got yeah. to spend like Two or three hours there, I guess. Um, but it's giant. You could easily spend several days there and probably yeah. not see everything. Because they had yeah. like, several buildings, too. Uh, we saw Picassos and Pollocks. And uh, uh, we, al- we also, Eli and I saw an Oscar Kokoschka, which was exciting because oh, we've yes. done him on our show. Y'all should hear the uh, Oscar Kokoschka story. Yeah, he's the one who made the polar bear fur sex doll. Uh-huh. Uh, for anyone, anyone who's, <laughs> any listener who knows what we're talking about. Uh-huh. So and, it's cool to, like, see he, his actual artwork right. you know, on a wall. He made a polar bear sex doll. Mm-hmm. And and he has a piece up at LACMA now, so you know it's it's possible for anyone. <laughs> if 
you want a sex doll, go for it. <laughs> so as a museum, are they just like straight up like we only play the hits? Like we got Picassos, we got. I think you know. that was their permanent collection. I don't know for sure. They had a lot of specific exhibits also going on there. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them we went to is the language of advertising. So it was all about like. In photography specifically. Yeah, photography. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how, they, how they sell stuff basically. And like. Like design, layout design of ads. Mm-hmm. It's very, very interesting. I wish we had more time. Yeah, right. that was a really cool. Yeah. We had 15 minutes to just kind of breeze. <laughs> oh my just God. Like, and they were breathing through. down our necks. Like, they were following us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Museums are also not, not they, they would have closed a very loud gate on us as oh, well yeah. as they could, if they could oh, have. Yeah. But they, they just will like kind of usher you out. They'll walk behind you and be like, nope, can't come back. We wanted <laughs> no to go back. to the top of the staircase and get a good like scenic picture. It's and like the guy was like, this area is closed. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you're in a video game and like the <laughs> bad guy comes down the stairs. Like, yeah. ah! <laughs> Turn around. I don't have any turtle shells to throw at you. I don't know. I don't have any weapons. <laughs> so you just run. <laughs> you just run, run as fast as you can. That's my favorite Grand Theft Auto level, actually, is when the museum curators <laughs> try to kick you out. <laughs> oh, man. LACMA. That, that was, was great. Um, Sounds like a lack of planning on every part. Well, true. That's that the damn truth. That is true as fuck. But we did get to see the iconic light posts. I think everybody's seen. They're in like a lot of rom-coms and stuff like that. Yeah. That installation outside. So that was really cool to get to see that. So you, you got to see that even when they were closed, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, right. That's where you go when it's closed. They you don't just, usher you I out. Go <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> like, okay. So out of five Picassos, what would you rate it? The museum? Oh, definitely Four and a half Picasso. Four and a half Picasso. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, if not, if just, not just, just five. five. I can't straight, even think of what I'm taking a point Picassos. off for. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, nothing is perfect. Well, <laughs> I mean. well, I forgot to tell you, five Picassos is bad and one Picasso. Oh, oh well, then it's a one Picasso. Liar. <laughs> did I already lock no, my vote in? I Because I tricked yeah. into Sorry. giving a bad reading. You're bad no, I did, cast. I did see my favorite painting, which is Magritte's. Yes. Ceci n'est pas un pipe. Uh, which I love. It's just, I saw that as a kid and I was like, I get art now. (laughs) (laughs) I've loved it ever since. I love it. I mean, that painting does remind me of you whenever I see it. I was, my live journal for a time was Cine Paz and Eli. That's right. Oh, wow. I remember. Yeah. I got to see some Piet Mondrian yeah. pieces. Oh, yeah. Um, one of his paintings and a couple of his uh, pieces of furniture. So that was a real nerd out moment so for myself. Cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Meanwhile, I was taking pictures of uh, Lee Krasner because she was married to Jackson Pollock, but people don't really know her work as much, yeah. even though she was also a very good artist. Somebody had to do that. So podcast I was kind of running around, I know. I was running around like, oh, this is a couple. Here's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I had work on the brain. Well, <laughs> working, okay. Y'all, we never stopped thinking. Working. We never stopped thinking about this show, y'all. It's very true. I'm always like, were they married? <laughs> so, yeah. did they sleep with anyone? The hard work. <laughs> the hard work I'll put into it is like amazing. Well, that night brings us to the whole ridiculous romance mm-hmm. aspect of this episode. Is we got to have our date nights our in LA. Date nights. Yeah. yeah. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. So, Jason, you were feeling better. Yeah, I was good. I'd, I'd watch enough TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Built his strength up with TikToks. Uh-huh. There you go. So what'd y'all get into? We had a beautiful dinner at Gwen. Oh. It is the one of the restaurants from this famous chef that I don't know the name uh, of. Curtis Stone, I'm seeing. I was like, Curtis something. So he's famous for like being on Top Chef and uh, like Iron Chef, all these amazing shows. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm like, all I know is Gordon Ramsay. That's all I care about. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Curtis. I'm sure you're amazing. But I I was not. <laughs> I didn't pick your restaurant because of you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hang on. We're no, getting, a call. getting a call. It's, from uh, Curtis, Curtis Stone. Stone. Oh, he's on the line. Okay. He's like, never come back to my restaurant. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, it was a great restaurant. It's like a specialty, like a meat specialty. Does their own butcher shop? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like they make their own charcuterie. They make their own wow. like just like it's really fancy. So it's like you go in and pick your pig. Kind of. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. babe. Butcher it right there on the table. Huh? In your face. Um, well, you do select your own steak knife. Oh, that's right. If you order a steak there, uh, before the steak is served, they come to you, to your table with a wooden box and they open it and you have a selection of steak knives Hmm. and you just pick one and each one has a story. So when you pick yours, you get the story after that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Like yours, he was like. Yeah, he told me, he was like, oh, this is a single piece of steel. It's a good choice. And he's like, told me like, like where it came from. And then, you know, Jason picked his and he's like, oh, this is from a local uh, knife maker mm. supporting LA local. Yeah. And so it, was, it was interesting. That's cool. I was like, well, hey, if it cuts, you know, I don't I'm down. Care. That's the only story I care it, about. Like, <laughs> he thought it was a he thought it was a little. Well, no, 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 no. I would never be like, <laughs> don't tell me. You know what about I mean? It's not like I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> it's more about just sort of like, you don't really know. I think for some people that information is helpful. And for some people it's like, I don't know. It sounds like I'm being negative about it, but really I'm just, I'm just neutral. I'm 100% just didn't neutral. care. Yeah. I mean, if he had told me like this knife was owned by, you know, uh, President Clinton or something. Oh. I would have okay, I got Clinton. How did you get you know? it? This knife was forged in the fires of Mount Doom. There you go. And only yeah. there now I care. Unmade. Or like <laughs> some of them some of them were vintage. Some yeah, they look like... cool. I mean, if you'd been like Gru used this knife to rise. Then <laughs> Lord. Then I would care. People are gonna refer to this as the Gru episode. I know, right? They'll be like, ugh. It's too much grew. I can't believe I listened to that whole grew episode. All right, no more. <laughs> I promise no I will not grew content. bring up any more minions or grew stuff. You heard it here but, now. Oh my god! But okay. the steak was delicious. Steak was delicious. We sat uh, at the chef's table, which means it's right by the kitchen. You have a full view of how they're preparing everything. We heard the you know expo calling out the meals and seeing how they you know prepped it. It was it was really fun. Yeah. It's for somebody background in uh, the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and just loves 
just loves food in general, loves restaurants. It was a nice little peek into behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's awesome. And didn't you get another happy birthday? <laughs> we did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We did. Uh, it's another one of those cases where you make the reservation and they ask if it's a special occasion. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, we said, yeah, well, yes, it's our anniversary. We're very happy to be celebrating with you guys. And they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe you'll get a little treat. Oh, a treat. <laughs> Nothing guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> And so at the end of the meal, um, we ordered a dessert, but before we got the dessert, so it's like, well, is it a special occasion? We heard, we saw it was like somebody's special occasion. Was it a, a birthday or something? <laughs> I guess they just assume it's a birthday. We're it's like, like yeah, birthday. it's actually our anniversary, but yeah, it's a special occasion. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, I brought you this little treat um, from, from us at Gwen um usually it's for birthdays so if anybody asks oh. <laughs> just say it was somebody's so the birthday. dl pretend it's so your I'm birthday like, who's asking? i know right <laughs> they're gonna come over like do you deserve the treat curtis stone ask? comes out and he's like hey whose birthday is it oh mine it's mine sir <laughs> i, just I have like... to lie and i say mean it's my birthday? i did i did work at a bakery for many years and for a little minute they did a free cupcake on your birthday and started being like you have to check their id and wow. if it's not their actual <gasps> birthday they cannot have a free cupcake and so it would be like oh, people would be like well my birthday is tomorrow or i'm celebrating my birthday because it's the weekend but it's on wednesday or something and you'd have Sorry. to be like Sorry, wow. like I can't give you a free. This is crazy. Oh, it's I was like, I was like, this, this is too much. Police state we're living in. That's I know it's too much. I was like, I don't want to check IDs. Oh, for a it's your cupcake. It's your birthday papers, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see your papers. That's sad. That's oh, sad. We managed to. Okay. Yeah, no papers were checked. Okay, thankfully. Thankfully. Well, again, Eli and I had a very different (laughs) (laughs) for our date night because I had asked specifically that we set our dates for this trip so I could finally see Wu-Tang in concert. They Uh are on tour with Nas and they were playing in Atlanta right when we would have left or L.A. right when we would have left. So I was like, we just figure this out so I could see it one place or the other. And I'm so glad I got to see them at Hollywood because we got to go to the Hollywood Bowl, yeah, which is an incredible venue. Amazing. Diana's always wanted to see Wu-Tang, and I have always wanted to go to the Hollywood Bowl. So yeah. it lined up really well for us. It was dope. Such a good show. Buster Rhymes was there. He was like, I don't know, part Let of me... my high school soundtrack. So I was just like, ah! As soon as he came out, I was losing my shit. I just got to say... <laughs> Nobody has still got it like Busta Rhymes has still got it. I mean, that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Hilarious. Uh, He was like, he was just, I was like, I love this. He was having a blast. Yeah. And like all of the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, of course, without ODB, obviously, but everyone else was there and Nas was amazing. And it was just. Buster Rhymes started playing Break Your Neck, which is one of my favorites, in and, and 2001 when I was a senior. And I, like, teared up a little bit. And I was like, this is a very strange reaction to Break Your Neck. <laughs> like, this is not a tear-up song, but whatever. Very emotional. Right after Break Your Neck. <laughs> my youth, you know? <laughs> I love it. That's my so my youth. Freaking Red Man came out, and he was rapping with Method Man. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, it's like, how high is happening right in front of me? <laughs> uh Mary J. Blige came out and sang, 
And then LL Cool J showed up and I'm like hitting Eli because my phone was like full. So I couldn't take any more <laughs> pictures or videos. So I was like, it was his job. So I was like banging on him. I was really abusing him. Yeah, but I was like, it's LL Cool J. I'm already filming. <laughs> so anyway, it was just such an amazing show. It was so, so cool. I had the best time. I was just smiling, laughing the whole time. I was like having a blast. LL Cool J. I know him from the movie Toys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the first thing I think of when I wow. hear about LL Cool J. But hey. that was my introduction to LL. <laughs> However you learn about LL, as long as you learn about LL, <laughs> that's all that matters. But what was kind of crazy to me was that it was the end of the show. You know, everyone's on stage. Bust is there. Nas, Wu-Tang, they're all doing a song. Everyone's freaking out. They're in the middle of a cool verse. And they cut their mics mm. because, of course, it's an amphitheater. They have noise ordinances. And it was 11 p.m. So they were like, get the fuck out. On and I just dot. could not. I was like looking at rap legends <laughs> getting their mics cut. I somebody somebody had their hand on a big power switch like know, a circuit right? breaker throw. And <laughs> they were just... looking at their watch. And as soon as it hit 11, pew, oh, man, the show's over. The next day, uh, we all woke up, had another good breakfast, and we went to another museum. This time we went to the Geffen Contemporary Museum. This might be one of my favorite places I've ever been. Yeah. Because they had three exhibits going, and they were all really, really cool. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan now of Tala Madani. She was the contemporary artist. It was kind of the main exhibit, I guess you could say. Um, her it's called biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> and it was There's just an exclamation point. Yeah, right. Biscuits. That's what I was like. I might biscuits. I think this is for me. <laughs> it was very appealing to yes. I was like, okay, and it kind what of, are you doing? And it and it was like she was so fun and like weird, a real weirdo. Um, but her work made you really think and laugh and I don't know, she just had such a good sense of humor. Yeah. And a lot of artistry, even though it was very Scatological and scatological. She <laughs> yeah. has a whole series called Shit Mom. Oh, so um, and a lot of animations. This one animation was a guy just hitting himself over and over again with his own giant dick. <laughs> uh -huh. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> the sounds were crazy. Anyway, look her up because I'm a big fan of hers now. I would love to hear anyone else's oh, yeah. thoughts about this person because it was really, really interesting. There was, uh, there was even that one of a lady made of poop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was just Went around this like fancy mansion, just like smearing, smearing poop everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and just saying it out loud, it doesn't really seem like you know something you really want to see. But <laughs> we watched like, the whole like eight minutes. The whole thing. Yeah. We yeah. Watched, uh, eight minutes of it. It was just fascinating. Yeah. And then, like honestly, the technique. I was really just trying to dissect like how would you do this? How would you animate this? Right. It Same. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And yeah, I was sitting there thinking about like, what are you trying to tell me? But I really like, I don't know, it was accessible to me in, in a way that a lot of contemporary art isn't always accessible. Sure. Sure. So I thought it was sure. really cool. And um, I, I'm just really interested in more of her stuff. She was so cool. And th there was a really cool film exhibit by Garrett Bradley that was very amazing. Uh, like another like very absorbing films and like a documentary style one. And this one where they were all in the, the screens were on this X axis. So you're watching like basically four things happening at once. Yeah. It was interesting, too, because the projection technique that was being used on you know, you had these big sort of, I guess, screens in the middle of the room or cloth or, you know, and uh -huh. it was being projected on them so that you were sort of getting simultaneous views. 
And it was actually very similar to the Cirque du Soleil technique and oh, the Beatles show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure, like, yeah. I, it is, yeah. I really like that execution of like multimedia inside of a physical 3D space where you're taking video, but you're also experiencing it like layered up like that, like right. layers on layers. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the effect is really wonderful too because it's something that you cannot get online. Mm-hmm. You have to physically be mm-hmm. in the space to experience yeah. it. So that's the kind of thing that I like about venues like this and museums. And, you know, I, I, that's why I feel like the museum space will never be replaced by just the digital world. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, I think you're right. Not that, that was a danger, I guess. But, well, you know, I think people want to experience art like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, re- I remember I was never uh, I was always kind of irritated with the idea of Jackson Pollock when I was taking art history classes mm-hmm. in school. And then uh, on my study abroad, study abroad alert, um, <laughs> we, were, we went to the Guggenheim in Venice and I saw physical Jackson Pollock paintings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn it. I get it. All right. I actually really like this and seeing the like dimension of it in the 3D space. And I could just feel the frustrations of splattering paint and string and shit all over this canvas. Yeah. I was like, ah, crap. Now I like Jackson. (laughs) Now I get it. I'm one of those (laughs) East Coast liberals. (laughs) It finally happened. (laughs) Who gets it? Loving liberal. (laughs) I like Jackson Pollock now. (laughs) My four-year-old could make that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know what? No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Sorry. (laughs) Every time somebody's like, my kid could draw that, I'm like, not only did they not, no, they couldn't. (laughs) Not only did they not. I'm sorry. Did your four-year-old study the history of art for six years. We did wrap it up with the third exhibit, uh, Judith Baca's World Walls. Yes. And this was very interesting from the 70s? 80s. 80s, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she painted the first one in like the late 80s, uh-huh. uh, something like that. And they're like huge movable murals, like huge, huge pieces of work. Enormous. And the idea behind it was that she was like, oh, I think we should envision a better world. Everyone wants a better world. But what does that actually look like? Let's get artists to like think about what a better world looks like and we'll paint it. And she painted four giant murals. And then as they were touring the world, other global artists would add their own versions, you know, like their own giant panels. So I think there was like eight altogether. Yeah. Eight or nine. Um, and they were really cool, too, because, like you said about Jackson, Pie, it's almost the scale is what you need to go see because they're so overwhelming. But one of my one of my favorite ones was not my favorite one to look at, but it was my favorite story. It was a mural done by artists from Israel and Palestine. And they, they kind of have like talked about what they were going to do and then worked on their parts separately and then came together and put them together and then argued a lot about what their artist message would be about uh-huh. that part of the world. And it totally broke down in collaboration. And they kind of were like, we're not speaking anymore. Start fighting about it. So their artist message had to be, we can't, can't agree on an artist message. So it was very <laughs> much like kind of a microcosm of the actual situation <laughs> with yeah. Israel and Palestine happening on a, in a mural. It was just kind of that, that just felt so... Life imitating art, <laughs> art imitating life to me. I was like, this is wow. too real. Yeah. Too wow, real. Of course. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was such a cool museum. I mean, just overall, it, those three exhibits, mm-hmm. really impressive. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and it was all three. It was all like, yeah. there, there was a, a donation made to the museum, That's some right. huge, massive donation. And that just covered everyone's 
entrance fees for like the yeah. next several years. We got to walk around Little Tokyo after that because it's right across the street. Yeah. Really delicious little right. bakery. We got some snacks at. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then that night, uh, we got to go to Grandmaster Records, which was like this awesome. It used to be a recording studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody from Kanye to I don't know some really old Who stars. No doubt. no doubt, no doubt. Yes, please. They were all recording there, and now it's just this dope rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. And they had really good food too. <laughs> we got a ton of food. Oh my God, <laughs> we got yes. a ton of food and drinks. <laughs> Ate all the time. <laughs> oh my God! Just never stopped eating. Right. It felt very L.A. up there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, beautiful night outside on the rooftop mm-hmm. patio. Right. A Hollywood sign in the distance. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean Penn sitting in your lap. Wow. It was just, you know, you that can't get a, a more Hollywood awkward. experience than that. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> awkward for him to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, kind of rude, honestly. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> ask. You look like Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's He's like, nine, I'm Sean Penn, I swear. Yeah, there's nine Sean Penn impersonators on the roof of that bar. <laughs> I didn't think he was that popular. This is LA. <laughs> this is LA. LA. <laughs> I'm Sean Penn. Let me sit in your lap. <laughs> yeah, it sounded just like that. like. <laughs> so I guess we were drinking in the same spot that Gwen Stefani was singing about. Being a girl. Being a girl. Yeah, so just a girl. Thinking about spider webs, all that stuff. Spider web there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we... I love that place, honestly. Yeah, if I so lived cool. in a I would go there. I think yes. so too, yeah. Agreed. So we closed out Grandmaster Records. We had... Right. It was Cherry and Jason's last night in L.A. We were mm-hmm. going to be driving home of, you know, sometime in the next day or so, but they would fly out in the morning. So we had one last hurrah. One final <laughs> hurrah. <laughs> one thing we didn't get to do in Vegas... Mm-hmm. We never do at home. We had all been discussing the idea of going to a strip club. Well, also, Atlanta is the strip club capital of the U.S. in in many people's opinions. That is true. I, I used to hear that if you get a dollar bill in Atlanta, it has been in a stripper's thong at least once. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's been to Magic City. Uh-huh. So initially, we were thinking about going to this place called Bozo's Clown Room. Jumbo's Clown Room. <laughs> Bozo's? Look, I'm not from Bozo LA. Don't no Bozo don't have a stripper. <laughs> no. Bozo's clown room does sound better. Jumbo's clown room is a pretty funny name for a strip club to me. I was like, yeah. do we walk I, in I, and I, they I, look I, like clowns? Like, is this a themed vibe again? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But then, for some reason, we ended up going to this place called Seventh Seventh Vale. Uh huh. You know. Anyway, Seventh Vale. Because it was close. It was, it was closer. Really just yeah. Based on location. And you know we went in there, and I gotta say, it's it's, it's strange, strange world in LA because <laughs> there's no alcohol. That's right. right. Are very strange. If they show their entire bodies, right, they're not allowed to sell alcohol right. on premise. And they yeah. showed their entire bodies. Right. And if they do uh, sell alcohol, it's just like a bikini thing. Like they yeah, can yeah. have to keep That's it all covered up. Right. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and this, but it was just funny to me because you know we didn't really spend a ton of time there, but I do. It was funny to me that they were like, uh, "Would you like to buy the dancer a Gatorade?" You know, or <laughs> coconut. Gatorade. Coconut. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Like, oh, you know, okay, twenty dollars. Yeah, like, the, all right. It was a two drink minimum with it no was, alcohol. Yeah, it was, yeah. You had to buy yeah. at least two Very bottles of water, or a Gatorade, or a Red Bull, right. or whatever. Weird. And it was like, I don't even like coconut water. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, we've got all this coconut water. I love coconut water. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But that was that But that's not the issue. The issue was that I could not get a cocktail in there. Uh-huh. Right. 
Yeah, I need a cocktail to be in a strip club. I'm not that comfortable yeah. in a strip club myself. So I was like, if I'm not a little drunk, this is not going to work <laughs> no, out. No, we left quickly. Yeah. And I was also <laughs> felt very conspicuous myself because there was not a lot of people there. Right. So I was like, uh-oh, they're going to talk to us. And they did. <laughs> I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. So I'm, we ended up leaving. I'm I got introverts night in a strip club. I know. Club. I was like, ah. So we ended up leaving. I mean- kind of quickly they did have the lights up and it was a thursday night so it was just like or a wednesday night i guess yeah wednesday night. yeah so it's like there's no clientele in there whatsoever they, the lights yeah. are way yeah, up right. we walked in there and we were the only people there uh-huh. and like we walked in and they like turned the music on yes <laughs> oh my god and girls got up from sitting oh. it was just like here, hey, look alive. People are here. The clients no. are coming in. <laughs> it was kind of awkward, like in that way, because I think we were expecting just kind of like a, a raucous kind of yes. strip club already happened in progress. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like that we're just kind of like inserting ourselves. Yeah. And that was not the case at all. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Cause like you kind of just want to go in there and you want to see people mixing it up and having fun, having drinks. And you really just want to have a few drinks and just be like, I just want to see, I want to poke my head in and see what is, what's going on in here. And instead you yeah, walk in. And, there was no way that we could do that. Yeah. Now you're. We're the, the focus. Exactly. Yeah. People yeah. in there. We were the focus. They were like, oh, what do you guys want? What do you guys want to see? How are you guys doing? I'm I was like, like I want to crawl and into my purse. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I mean, I will say like once y'all left, there were more people that came sure. in. Okay. And it did fill up a little bit more. And the, the girls were, inter- looked like they were interacting with regulars. Yeah. And there was like a couple there. And there was like. Sure, sure, sure. Boys sure. getting rowdy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, this is more of a little more than the the empty room that we had walked into yeah i mean but like strip clubs really too are a real toss-up because if you don't go to them very often you really don't know what you're gonna get yeah you know especially because and they're all so different each one is different Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like if we had gone to jumbos it probably been would have been a little something closer i would imagine to what we have here in atlanta the the claremont yeah which is this sort of like nationally known you know historical spot with like some real characters like blondie mm-hmm. and like anthony mordain went there oh yeah Claremont. probably yeah. Claremont. Yeah. yeah most people and do. like it was like more of like a novelty no shade to the place we went but it was just more like it was like this is a serious business over here like this is some <laughs> stir- <laughs> money right right like, Dripping, yeah, you know, right, which yeah. not to sound like a dummy, like, well, yeah, of course oh. you went to a strip club, but it's like there's different vibes, uh-huh. you know, in different places. And I think probably what we were looking for as tourists was probably more of just like a Claremont type thing where it's right. like, like what fun, you know, yeah, novelty. Yeah, also have but to a- say it's called Seven Veils. I didn't see one single veil. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was the veil, the seven veils of uh conscious thought, you know, maybe wow. it's just. Okay. <laughs> The, the veil of Seven veils of conscious thought. The veil of understanding. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so about you removing your veils, veils, your metaphorical oh. veils. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so, deep. Uh, that's deep for a strip club. I should have stayed. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have more enlightenment. <laughs> the veil time. over your third eye has been removed. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see the world so clearly now. Well, that pretty much closed out our joint adventure the next morning we took <laughs> all to the airport 
And, uh, and, and of course, Diane and I had some further adventures, but that's for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, a, would... what an amazing trip. I mean, I mean, to have two friends with you, another couple especially, so mm-hmm. you, everybody's doing couple things. Sure. Um, yeah, just really an incredible time. So you don't want any single people in there. Up in the no, mix. ruining everything. Hey, no, it's hey, more hey, that yeah. it's more that we as a couple would ruin it for single people. Mm, you know, probably. <laughs> want to be like, we want to do a date night, and they're like, cool, thanks. Okay, guess I'll go fucking deal with myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> deal with myself. <laughs> Um, no, but it, it is cool. I don't think there's that many people you can travel with yeah. and have a good time the whole time and, yeah. again, still be friends with <laughs> once it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just really cool to to have that. I don't know. I felt lucky. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'd love to travel with my friends, but I'd like to not hate them. <laughs> so I will not do it. Well, I do feel after, well, first, first of all, I agree with all of those sentiments. And second of all, I think Eli should do a guide, his points guide to Bellagio <laughs> video. He should do a TikTok breakdown of like, here's how you do the, here's how you do it. Here's how you do the system. Here's how you Look, do the points. Here's how you do the... I can't decide if I want to do that to spread the good word or if I want to not do that because if too many people do it, they're going to get rid of that program. I, I know, that was my fear. Yeah. I want like, well, to keep it to myself. This is my secret. Information should be free. Information should be free. Well, people are more than welcome to pay me for this free information, and I will give it to them. (laughs) Send $5, check our money order to Ridiculous Romance. P.O. Box. P.O. Box. Jerry and Jason, we've taken a lot of your time. Listeners, I think we've taken a good chunk of your time, too. But but I hope you all have fun joining us as we reminisce through this amazing adventure that we all get to take together. Yes. Celebrating couples. Yeah. yeah celebrating yeah. anniversaries and weddings and uh-huh. honeymoons and bachelorettes, right. <laughs> bachelor parties. Happy birthday to our marriages. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> anyone ask. <laughs> Where'd you get those cookies? <laughs> Show me your ID. <laughs> Amazing. Well, y'all, we will be back soon with uh, another historical deep dive as we talk about ridiculous romances, uh, you know, the title of the show. Right. Um, but please, I ho- do hope you enjoyed us here. Let us know your thoughts. Send us your suggestions. Tell us your stories of your travels. Mm-hmm. We'd love to share them here on the show as well. Right. Uh, you can reach out to us at ridicromance at gmail.com. Right. Or um, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Diana Might Boom. And I'm at Oh Great, It's Eli. And the show is at Romance. Cherry and Jay. Jason, would you like to tell the good people where they can follow you socially? I'm on social media as uh, at Cherry Del Rowe underscore bot. Nice. I post paintings and whatnot under uh, on Instagram, normal world underscore. And then Twitter is normal world underscore art and TikTok too. So, <laughs> but I mean, hey, just look, you know what it is though? I just uh, I just put up a painting at Eli recently. Uh-huh. So look for Eli's smile at face. <laughs> you can see it. Uh, Cherry and Jason, both very talented artists, so you should definitely yes. check out their work. Um, and we will catch you all soon. Another exciting episode of Ridiculous Romance. So thanks for tuning in. I can't wait. Hope you enjoyed our ridiculous romances yes. <laughs> on the road. Woo-hoo. And we will see you next time.
All right, thanks again. Love you. Bye. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and dance to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 